You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with Dustin Owen. Along with me today is my producer extraordinary, John Coleman. The party MC, the party MC. He is the party MC because today's episode is titled Party for Profits. John, do you have any idea what I mean when I say party for profits? Yes, that's when you cut me a check to go downtown to tier and party. Um, maybe? Are we hosting a Realtor Happy Hour there? I need you to bring the drone and your video equipment so you can do a promo video for it, or no? Not that kind of party. No, you're drinking one of those funky drinks. What, what is that drink again that you always drink? The Negroni. It's a mature palate. It's, it's a mature drink for a mature palate. So what you're saying is I'm not mature enough to drink a Negroni. It's an acquired taste. No, so Party for Profits is essentially everything that Avon got right. Right? Do you remember Avon? Yeah. Or are you old enough? Like, like my Aunt Debbie sold Avon. And I just remember as a kid, the neighborhood ladies getting together. And um, they would have a couple cocktails. And some stranger would be invited into the house. And um, they'd all walk out smelling like French whores. But just spent like $100 a piece on makeup. Right? But it was a party. It was a party that someone got paid because they had a service or they had a product that they were promoting. You fast forward from Avon, it went to Mary Kay, right? The pink Cadillacs. Uh, and then in today's day and age, it's Rodin Fields, right? Rodin Fields is, um, I believe, now not, I'm not the demographic for this, but I'm pretty sure it's very Avon-esque or Mary Kay-esque. And what these businesses do well is they find a way to party for profits. And the party for profits that I'm getting into today is, is paramount to the success of real estate agents, um, also loan officers, life insurance agents, financial advisors. Um, heck, I think if you sold self-defense items, you could party for profits. It, just about any industry can find a way to party for profits. And it boils down to people do business with who? People they like and trust. With people they like and trust. But how can they trust you if they don't know you? How do they get to know you? Maybe party together, right? So I'm going to jump into first the easiest of parties, which is the happy hour. But I, what I want to do is I want to, I want to walk people through a thought process of how to successfully do a happy hour, right? Because so many times, well, you read in the book or you attended that seminar and someone said, yeah, just do happy hours, but they left it at that. They didn't get into the, the, the how mechanism to how to successfully do a happy hour. So here's what you're going to do. First, you have to figure out who is your audience. And don't be afraid to keep it small. Three to five is a good number. Now, 12 is a good number as well. And you can also leverage your parties. That's something to think about. If I'm a loan officer, I could leverage with a local real estate agent and collectively, we invite one particular group of people. Now, when I say one particular group of people, um, maybe, true story, I actually want to do this. If there's any realtors in the Orlando market who want to do this, please hit me up and I'll partner with you on it. TSA agents. TSA agents at the airport have the most thankless job out there, right? They're hardworking. They make good money. All of them should be homeowners. Why shouldn't we host TSA appreciation happy hours on a quarterly basis? Right, and I'm going to use this as my example, and I'm going to let the audience then take it where they want to as it pertains to their particular line of work. 
but I could get together with a local realtor. And let's say each of us, more than likely, because we live in Orlando and because we have such a large international airport, somewhere in our database of past clients is going to be a TSA agent. So we each reach out to our, to our TSA agent past client and say, hey, we want to do something special for you. We're going to host a happy hour at Nona Blue. I'm picking Nona Blue because it's out in Lake Nona. Lake Nona is close to the airport. It's a really cool swanky bar. And I've been there before. I know it's comfortable. I know it's not too swanky. And I know the prices are, are reasonable. Okay. So we do that. And we end up each telling our client to each tell five or six friends. And it's solely sold as a appreciation event, right? This realtor, this lender, they want to show their appreciation. Tell your friends to come along. The worst thing that could happen is 20 show up, right? That's a good problem to have. Heck, maybe three show up. It's okay, right? Rome wasn't built overnight. So when they show up, I want to have a specific time. And I want to do a couple things. One, I want to keep my cost in check because this is ultimately a business event. So I have to be able to justify ROI. I have to be able to justify money I spend. And there's also some liability that I want to protect myself from. So you're not coming to this party to get trashed on my dime. Damn it. You can get trashed all you want, right? Drinking those weird fruity drinks that you drink that you have to have an established mature palate, et cetera. But I'm only going to buy two. And the reason why I'm only going to buy two is because I'm going to give you some kind of a token or a ticket. And I'm going to let the bartender know up front that, listen, I'm only paying for people who have a token or a ticket that they give you. When it comes to food, I'm also going to let the bartender know, look, if they order off the menu, it's on them. I will go ahead and pre-select whether it's three, five, or eight appetizers, and I'm going to ask the bartender to continue to bring them out. Now, if I get caught in the situation that 20 show up and I expected six to eight, the bartender will know to come to me and say, hey, Dustin, you're kind of out of food. What do you want to do? At which point I would go ahead and, and say yes. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to have it be a free-for-all, right? So that's a pretty simple, basic first party, right? And this time I chose a happy hour and I chose TSA agents. What if we wanted to expound on that? Do you think teachers like to go to happy hour? When they're not grading papers, hopefully. Yeah, right? And you know what's fun? If you really want to geek out, find out when a teacher workday is. Right, teacher workdays typically fall on Fridays, which means they have no kids. So maybe a happy hour either the day before that Thursday or that Friday when they're all cutting out and for the most part had a pretty relaxed day. And the same thing goes. I could leverage that with someone else, especially if I wanted to, to, to cut costs. Now, I can do the same exact thing for my past clients. I can do the same exact thing for my referral sources. And when these people show up, I don't hide it from what I do and why they're there. So in the example of the TSA agent, I simply would say, hey guys, real quick, my name is Dustin Owen and I work at Waterstone Mortgage. We appreciate the work you do. This is my way of giving back to you all because we know you work a thankless job. Along with me today is XYZ Realtor with XYZ Realty Company and he or she feels the same exact way that I do. Now, because this is brought to you by us, we just want to get one quick shameless plug-in. If you're looking at buying or selling a property, please call this realtor. 
She'll make sure you have all the contact information. I would say the same thing. If you're looking to buy a property or refinance your current home loan, here's my contact information. And if you want to do this again, we would love to have you bring a friend or two. And in the meantime, be, be free with letting your friends and your coworkers know that you got to come to this happy hour with, with two really cool people that can help them buy and sell real estate or finance real estate. That's it. Like that's, I don't hide from it. I'm wearing more than likely some kind of a branded shirt or a name tag. So they, they know, but I'm not going to spend more than 90 seconds selling them. We're not there. We're there to celebrate them. We're there to get to know them and let things happen organically but don't do yourself the disservice of not at least doing this happy hour brought to you by and giving your, your plug, right? And you can make it fun and you can make it somewhat entertaining. So happy hours, right? That's a hopefully a, a good how-to with happy hours. And if you really wanted to blow it out with just happy hours, you could do one a week. You literally could do one a week based on the categories of people. At a minimum, you should do one a month, right? So let's say I chose four industries. For whatever reason, whatever my product or service was that I'm promoting, I'm picking industries. So I want to do this school system in January. I want to do the TSA agents in February. And maybe I pick this particular company. Um, I don't know. Let's just say it's uh, the local university. Okay, so I've those are my three. And then every quarter, I do one for them. It's that simple. Now, think big. What if I had eight? Now I'm doing one every two weeks. You know, so the TSA agents get one a quarter. The teachers get one a quarter. The local university gets one a quarter. Now I'm adding in the local fire station. They get once a quarter, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that is how you could party for profits just utilizing happy hours. What if happy hours aren't your thing? Because what I want to get into now is you should do you always. Like what, what represents you? So I'm going to ask you, John Coleman, what represents you? What do you like to do outside of work? Uh, happy hours, um, gaming. Um, I like outdoors. So I would say anything involving outdoors. So whether that just be, again, playing golf, which costs money, but just anything and, and, and enjoying um, the great outdoors. Okay. So thinking on the lines of, of outdoors, um, to me, outdoors would be a men's softball league, right? Could be outdoors, uh, possibly. And I don't know if they're out there, but are there any type of, um, you know, people who like to hike, you know, softball to me. And now I'll, I'll, maybe I'll jump into the softball one um, just because from a creativity standpoint, it's probably the easiest, right? But, but uh, where you're going now, you can start thinking, well, how could you get a group of people together to game together and what type of people like to game together. I mean, party for profits, just thinking literally off the cuff here. I know that kids birthdays, they bring in these big gaming, you know, but that might be for eight to 12 year olds, but could you do a happy hour at an arcade, right? They had those really cool arcades. Like I know there's one in Oviedo right by Froggers, I think. Um, by the way, for those people who don't live in Central Florida, Oviedo is a small town in like northeast of downtown Orlando. Um, and they do have a really cool arcade that just opened up next to a wine bar and next to like a, a sports bar. 
Uh, but so like, like you could choose to do yours there because that represents more you and the people that are going to want to attend an event like that are usually people who are going to connect well with you. People who are going to like you. If they like you, they trust you. If they trust you, they're going to do business with you. Okay. So I'm going to say a softball team and I'm going to go like really organic. Let's say I'm not playing softball, but I like to play softball. All right. So why couldn't I organize a softball team? And how about the only people that I invite are people that I connect with on a business level. It could be a combination of referral sources. It could be a, a combination of vendor partners. It could be a combination of past clients. But as the person who organizes it, I'll sponsor it. So everyone's going to have Waterstone Mortgage on their shirt. But more importantly, for the next 10 weeks, we get together every Wednesday for an hour and play a game of softball. Then we all go to the local watering hole for wings and beer. The whole time they're getting emails to me about, hey, we're going to try to do practice on Sunday. Hey, the game got switched from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Hey, we have a free pitcher of beer we need to use tonight. Who all's in? I'm the organizer. I'm also their teammate. I'm becoming their friend. But guess what I do for a living? I help people buy and sell real estate. I finance homes. I'm not hiding from that, but they're not being pitched. So this is something I could do to party for profits, and it sure as hell beats cold calling. And I didn't say don't cold call, because sometimes you just got to do what you just got to do. You got to pay the piper. But there are ways that we can also enjoy ourselves and leverage ourselves in a way that we can build trusting relationships with people that, that we want to get to know and we want to like us and trust us and use us. So a softball team would be, would be one. Um, I have a friend of mine. Uh, her name is May. May uh, recently got into real estate. And May is a fantastic person, like literally bubbly and friendly. And I don't think she has a mean bone in her body. But hopping on the phone and hammering out um, cold calls to people who have expired listings, uh, that's just not her cup of tea. That's just not how she rolls. But you know what May loves to do? She loves to cook. She loves to craft. She is, there's not one person I've met that doesn't like her. So anywhere she's been in her life, she's made friends. And it's like a group of friends. I mean, everything from... She recently got married, and next thing I know it, she's like best friends with her husband's friends' wives. Um, then she's like best friends with not just her husband's sisters, but then all of their friends. And then she has the career she worked for 10 years prior to getting into real estate, and she's still best friends with all of those people. So I was sitting, sitting down one night, just having dinner. Uh, they were over at the house, and we were just chatting like you and I are doing right now. And I'm like, May, have you ever thought about partying for profits? She's like, well, what do you mean? I go, well, let's look at what you like to do. And at the end of the day, here's what we decided would work for May and also May's budget, right? May's budget is reach out to each of those groups because there's three groups that, that, that I mentioned. And every month, once a month, one of those groups is going to come over to May's house and May's going to cook for them. She's going to have them bring the alcohol. And she's going to provide some craft for them to do together, right? It's kind of like a, a girl's night out, very economic, very low key. And while they're chit-chatting, I gave May one instruction. Don't hide from who you are and what you do for a living. Again, you're not there to blast it, 
but you're there to say, hey, I, I appreciate you girls coming over. Thank you so much. Hey, look, I want to continue doing this and I actually want to grow it. And I was even thinking it'd be great if I grew it with clients, but I need help on that part. Can you girls help me? Can, can you hook me up? Like, can I, can I depend on you to, to next time you hear of someone looking to buy a house or sell a house? Just have them call me. Just have them call me. It's free to call me. I'd be more than happy to spend whatever time I need to to answer their questions. And hopefully if it's a service that I provide that they need, I can end up working with them. Right? So that's a way for May to party for profits doing what May does. She likes to cook. She likes to do um, crafts. She's leveraging her three circles, right? The one circle was her previous employer group of friends. One of it is her sister, sisters-in-law and their friends. And then it's her husband's best friend's wives and, the, and their friends. Probably for, I would guess, 150 times three, 450, but 500 bucks a month. For 500 bucks a month, make and entertain 15 women who already like her, who already trust her, and have them become walking, talking billboards for her business. And you're talking like the average commission for a realtor is somewhere like five to seven grand. If she was able to leverage one sale a month from that, that's pretty good ROI. Doing stuff that she already likes to do and already knows how to do it, avoiding things that she doesn't. My last idea that I'll share, and I mean, look, we can get super creative with these. Like I've even thought about uh, here in Orlando, there's a um, gambling casino cruise all the way out in the coast and they'll send a bus over. Like just coordinating that, just coordinating the bus coming over is a way to party for profits. And then all along the, the bus rides, like a 45 to, to 60 minute bus ride from downtown Orlando to get over to the, uh, to the coast, to the Port Canaveral where the ship goes out of, maybe you sponsor the transportation. Maybe you just coordinate it, right? Maybe you're just the person who is, who is sending out the invites, who's calling the, uh, the, the cruise line, who's doing the manifest. Um, and then you have a couple games that, that, that you can play which usually includes a beer and wine and a microphone and some cheesy door, door prizes. This is a way that you can promote your business to people within your network without it being not fun. And more importantly, having ROI, right? I'm not, I'm not saying or promoting dropping $2,000 on a party bus to take everyone from Orlando to Tampa, which is like an hour and a half drive to go to Hard Rock, where you're then going to pay for, for everyone to have uh, $100 in free play, plus have two private, I don't know what the cabanas at the pool, while also sponsoring a seated dinner inside. That's pretty hard for a networking event where you're looking for ROI. That's something you save special for those clients that are just your ride or die, that they're your VIPs and your number ones, right? And even on that, there's probably not an ROI. That's just a business expense and a way to say thank you. The, the, the May story, the softball team, the happy hours, those are things that are true networking events that you sponsor and put on that cost you less than $200 a pop. And your sole goal is to be able to get at least one referral while you're there if not a referral, but a referral that actually closes and turns into a paycheck. The last one's a bowling league. I like to bowl. 
Oh, there you go. A bowling league. So John Coleman was John Coleman loan officer extraordinaire instead of producer extraordinaire, or you were life insurance extraordinaire or realtor extraordinaire, or again, insert industry here extraordinaire. How cool would this be? And I'm going to walk you through a loan officer because I know loan officers, what I know inside and out. So as a loan officer, my job is to call on real estate agents and call on builders because Builders and realtors need a good loan officer that they can rely on. And I need to, A, bring them things of value. Like value is I do a good job. I make sure they're not wasting their time. I make sure their clients close on time. I make sure that their clients rave about the experience they had with my team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But as I call on them, this is the whole bowling league idea. Why couldn't I call a bowling alley, pick a date, pick a time, put together a league, and then I reach out to a group of realtors that work at Remax, and then one that works at Prudential, one at Weicker, one at EXP, one at Coldwell Banker. And all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get each particular office within my territory to have a team represented. I'm not paying for the bowling league. That's the best part about it. I'm not paying for it. I'm just putting it on. Now, maybe I'll go out and as Waterstone Mortgage, I'll sponsor things like trophies or maybe every week I might make sure that every team gets a pitcher of beer on behalf of Waterstone Mortgage. There's definitely things I could do if I wanted to make sure I promoted it, but I could party for profits by just coordinating and hosting a bowling league, at which point eight of the top offices in my territory each have a team represented. That means every single whatever it was, let's say it's every Monday, for those eight to 10 weeks of bowling league goes on, I have four, 30. I have 30 to 32 potential business partners, right? Business partner to me is someone who, who refers me business to that I do a great job for. Now, not everyone who shows up am I gonna build a relationship with or do I wanna build a relationship with or they wanna build a relationship with me. Some people are there just to bowl. But there are going to be 20% that I do end up building a relationship with. And I'm not hiding from the fact that where I work and what I do, and they'll get marketed to, but it'll all be softly and it'll all be their friend D.O. who, oh, this is the guy that I bowl with. Oh, this is the guy that's on my softball team, right? Oh, this is the lady that I go to her house and we do crafts and drink wine. That's party for profits. This is all probably fairly new to you. You're sitting back smiling and you're taking it all in. As an outsider looking in, does it sound pretty easy? Sounds easy. It's just a matter of just getting off your ass and doing it. Well, that's most things in life, right? Put one step in front of the other and you'll go forward. If you fall, fall forward, pick yourself up and keep going. And that that would probably be my last parting shot or parting advice is, is look, it works. I didn't make this up, right? Just like many things that I, that I share on this podcast It is straight up regurgitation of things that I have picked up along the way and have either put into practice, I want to put into practice, or it at least inspired me enough that I wrote it down and thought, hmm, that's worth teaching, right? So this is party for profits. I would love to hear y'all's success stories, right? When I I would love for, for the person and people who are listening, hopefully it's more than a person listening at this point, but for the people listening that this, this pertains to, do it. What are you going to do? Is it going to be a softball league? Heck, it may be a gun shooting league. It may be 
a, a, a fishing tournament. I mean, there's so many, so many different avenues you can run with. I threw out a couple that I felt were, were easiest to get a point across. But um, hit us up. Uh, shoot us an email. Give us a call. Share your success stories with you or with, with, with us. If you have any questions, here's how I can be reached. 407-645-6363. D-Owen at waterstonemortgage.com. DustinOwen.com. 407-645-6363. Like, it's all there. Google it. As John Coleman says, if you want to get a hold of Coleman, you... Tune into the podcast or Google it. That's it for it. That's it for it. That's it for today, folks. We look forward to you hearing us next week when you tune back into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, John Coleman. Come party with me, but BYOB. Peace. Peace.